In a world where calmness is hard to come by, and the realities of how it benefits our physical and mental being, why would we continue to not prioritize it? Many have now discovered the benefits of CBD towards their optimal well-being, and the Healing Rose Company have become one of the leaders in breaking the obstacles that stand in the way of achieving your highest, healthiest self. Whether it's in soothing your thoughts towards circumstances or recovering from an active lifestyle, the Healing Rose has some of the highest quality ingredients in their products throughout the industry. They are organic, handcrafted cannabinoid-infused body care made with 100% USDA-certified organic carrier oils, essential oils, butters, wax, and herbs. They've won many local awards for their high-quality practices and products. And as a local female-owned company, this is a brand everyone can get behind so that they can set the standard for how CBD can be cultivated, grown, and produced at the highest levels for customers from all walks of life. Browse the catalog at thehealingroseco.com and get 10% off your total purchase with the promo code SAGAS. Trust in this holistic approach for the betterment of your mind and body and support the Healing Rose CBD company. Again, for 10% off your total purchase, enter the promo code SAGAS at thehealingroseco.com. To the many martial artists, entrepreneurs, dreamers, and thinkers, how often, for your own sake, would you love a symbolic reminder of your mentality and the perfect dichotomy to match? Murder Nerd is an independent clothing apparel line that represents the sharp, relentless focus towards personal growth and athletics. It embodies the vitality of their creative owners and the network of people who run on the same frequency. Why not elevate your frequency in comfort and style? Visit www.MurderNerdsFitness.com for their personal line of shirt and hat wear. Enter the promo code SAGAS, S-A-G-A-S, for 10% off your purchase. Again, visit MurderNerdsFitness.com and enter the promo code SAGAS for 10% off your purchase. Here we go. Part two. Off to Colorado. Colorado, the concert. Meeting up with our contact for the psilocybin tea. The countless conversations, experiences. The ice bath with the emotional release. Which then leads us to the day that we go to Breckenridge. So we head out. And let's see if I can set this up. By the time we get there, actually pretty immediately after we get there, I get a phone call. The phone call kind of has this sense of urgency that it just feels familiar and that I'm not really looking to receive at the moment. So, you know, without giving too much away, it was a situation where someone was looking for help or advice 
in a scenario that I really just couldn't do much about. So on the other end of the phone, I can feel this sense of anxiety, fear, lack of control, that for a lot of reasons started to affect me. And this was kind of the scenario that I that I constantly worry about. It's a, it's it's a place that calls upon me to be on calls upon me to find a way to resolve to help maintain the parties involved which unfortunately reinforces this continuous sense that I can't let go whatever that means that's applied to a lot of things what can I let go of can't let go of the experiences that I've had, can't let go of the PTSD that comes with it, can't let go of whatever, control in the moment, control towards the, towards an uncontrollable problem. So, you know, in this moment, I'm kind of battling on what to do, how to say it, gracefully while fighting this kind of animosity in the idea that I don't understand why I'm being called upon in this obvious place where we all know that this is going to kind of trigger me, I guess. Especially in this situation where I'm on vacation, I'm trying to enjoy myself, I'm trying to learn to let go and learn to surrender and and all of these things. And also unfortunately contemplating the capabilities of keeping it, of the capability to keep it together of the people involved in this. And I don't like thinking like that. Because out of anybody, I would understand all of the context to why this person would feel this way in this, in this moment. But my reaction, my, my, my reactive state of mind wants to have somebody to blame, to be mad at, to ask why. And what that turns into is kind of doubt in that person. And that's not fair. But in the moment, that's what I had. So really, after the phone call was done, you know, it took a little while for things to resolve, to figure itself out. 
but I was left with this feeling of this feeling of fear in that I made a mistake even going to Colorado. That this one little bump in the road was something that really I should I should have just been there for. And And it's weird because it's not really that I should have been there to to help with the problem. I recognize that I'm telling myself that I should have been there to save myself the emotional circus that I make up in my mind in the reminder of where I am in relevance to my circumstance with my family. I don't want to be reminded of the unfortunateness of the whole thing. So I'd rather be home taking care of these things because I'm using it as a way to really escape facing the actual realities that are in front of me, that are in front of my family, that what we all have to deal with. Obviously, when it comes to managing chronic pain, managing the mind, managing the family, while, while all of those things are constantly at the forefront and needing to kind of navigate around. So luckily, I did recognize that in the moment. And I had to have a conversation with myself for a good few hours because I told myself, all right, this has totally derailed me. So I don't think I'm going to actually do this experience this evening with my friends because now I'm in the wrong state of mind. I'm back in this groove that I've kind of cut out for myself where I'm anxious and I'm projecting and I'm playing the victim and all of these things. So then to, to, to voluntarily go into a space that makes you more sensitive and hyper aware. I fear that place because of, you know, the potential heartbreak and sadness that I think it's going to spiral me into. And the funny part about this is that I've, I've visited this place before, right? As many of you know, you know, if you've listened to some of the last ones, I've gone on some pretty heavy journeys, which then on the other side of them have realized that things do not need to be as bad as I'm kind of constructing them to be. And really, 
the great lesson of all of it was that I do need to sit in the furnace of the pain that I am perceiving to then understand it and to really feel it so that it doesn't control me. You know, these things control you by the very act of staying away from them. And all of the weirdness that kind of ripples in that form of escapism, that's the thing itself having control. by the mechanism really of just fear. Fear of sitting with the thing that makes you feel the worst. So you just don't address it. Like I've learned this and somehow it's come back to poke at me in this moment. So I'm like, all right, I guess I should really try to see this as a gift, right? Surrender. This is what the mantra was. This is what we discussed, you know, the three of us. And I told them about the phone call and they knew all about it. And they were very accepting of the idea that maybe I just won't take this journey with them. And I'll sit back and kind of take care of everyone, I guess. But I really wanted to... It wasn't so much that I really wanted to... uh, share the experience as much as obviously naturally yeah I guess I do but what now was kind of the goal was am I able to push past this heavy weight of anxiety that has just kind of like been bestowed onto me and see if I can move past it to to do something that I want to do And the thing that I want to do has the potential to drag me down a road that will put it in my lap even more. So there's two things I have to now contemplate. You know, and it was a great exercise in just giving into a process that you're afraid to. It took me, I'd say, almost until about a half hour before we had, before it was time for us to actually drink the tea until I kind of, until I made up my mind. took a while. And the funny part about it is that what really got me to make the choice was, was, I saw something pop up on my phone and it, and it related to um, this neurobiologist, um, PhD named Andrew Huberman. And I don't really know, it didn't have anything directly to do with the post, but the idea of him and the idea of the mind started to get me to recall the information about neuroplasticity and gray matter 
And all of these synaptic benefits that you get from taking either a small or a high uh, dose of psychedelics. And I told myself, well, if I'm going to do this, in the end, I guess I should assign some kind of selflessness to it, whether that's healthy or not, not exactly sure yet. But the idea that I'm going to take this journey for the physiological benefits that I can eventually discover and weaponize towards my wife's disease state. Really, I wanted to see if I could continue to yield some benefit that I could use to really put my mind in a place that, that could think better, that could problem solve better, that could find its way to be more creative. Because if these experiences and these compounds allow for some type of short-term or long-term evolution of perception, of um, connecting the mind to itself, you know, then maybe I could use it to figure out the impossible in a way. And I don't want to say that it's impossible, but whether it's to cope with the disease state of my wife or to continue to do the work to connect the dots in what the thing actually is. So I dedicated myself to taking the journey. Really for the benefit of myself, but to allow it to ripple into the work that I still do in trying to treat my wife and understand something that much of the healthcare society doesn't know what to do with. And that's a daunting task, which I guess... Um, what would you say? I guess sometimes requires drastic measures. Because if not, then you might reach a place where you feel like your hands are tied sooner than they actually are. You know, and that's not to say that you don't kind of embrace um, like an acceptance to to the circumstance and all that, but, you know, just not to be passive in it while not driving yourself mad in thinking that you need to be kind of the uh, savior in this situation. So I decided to do it and we divvy up the dose in a way where we all feel comfortable um, taking different amounts. One friend took, I wouldn't say a high dose, but a significant dose. 
Another friend took, um, I'd say a medium dose, and I decided for a, a lower dose. Between all three of them, it was a lower dose. That just felt right for me. You know, I had already, I had already kind of committed to doing it, so any amount would be significant enough for me because I'm not looking to really revisit any digital void like last time. It's the last thing I'm looking to do, at least in that moment. So we take our dose. It doesn't take long. It's tasteless, really. Actually, no, it's not tasteless. It actually tastes very good. This guy really knew what he was doing in the mixture of, of this tea. It really was just kind of like a nice, I kind of forget, like, like a cider almost. Couldn't really taste the hint of anything else. It was made so perfect. So like I said, it really didn't take long. Started to feel something. We would all kind of communicate like, yeah, I think we're, I think we're, we're getting somewhere. And I would say maybe a good half hour or so in, things start to happen. I start to feel, I start to feel that buzz. I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, all right, let's just let it happen. And when I mean let it happen, I just mean, let's let whatever thing that I've been kind of, I guess, afraid of in the last few hours just to come about to surface. Like, let's, let's, let's think about it, whatever it is, you know? Let's think about the sadness, the weirdness, the confusion, the lack of control, the bitterness, whatever it is. And yet again, in this magical way, I allow myself to be this vulnerable to the, the medicine itself. And it just won't let it happen. It doesn't bring me there. I'm actively thinking about it. I'm actively trying to bring about something heavy. And it just kind of feels like, nah, no need. No need, you're fine. And it was confusing and then also comforting at the same time. Just like, Okay, so I guess that's not where we're going to go. When the whole time I've been freaking out thinking that that's where I was going to go. So, the, you know, the, the night kind of unfolds. And I won't give all the details, but at least for me personally, it was... This session kind of became the place where I really learned the importance of listening. Because at some point in this I don't I don't know I don't want to call it ceremony but just in this kind of shared experience, you know, people were looking to air out some ideas that they had. And I could tell that people wanted to be heard. You know, and I wasn't, I wasn't so off my rocker that I couldn't kind of sit with intention and really be there for people. 
So I just kind of allowed it to happen. And, um, and it was beautiful. I could really feel the, this sense of just unwinding new novel ideas about the self in people by just speaking, by just talking about new sensations they're feeling because of what they've just taken. You know, it makes you reflect. It gives you mild imagery, things that feel very, they feel very symbolic of something within your internal journey. And to express that is really important. And it was great. It was, I, I, that was new to me not just not focusing on myself but focusing on allowing people around me to to explore themselves and knowing that if someone that that when i'm listening it allows for it to um it allows for it to happen anyways but it allows for a safe place that 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 they know that there's no judgment and that there's compassion in there and with and with a an intentional ear too and i think that kind of adds momentum into how deep somebody wants to go in exploring themselves in front of you and exploring their experience their mind their their past whatever it is and I felt very lucky to be somehow in the moment chosen as just um, like the fly on the wall, you know? Like me, myself, I wasn't very active in this. But it was one of the most stimulating sessions I, I, I've ever had. And it's strange because when you're, when you're in that state, in that sweet spot, it's like it, you're very, you're very connected. You're very like you can, you can send off a feeling and feel that someone will actually receive it without any words. And um, you know, and as things kind of calm down, we're all kind of coming to our senses, reflecting heavily on just our conversations in the middle of it, what we felt, where we went. And, uh, you know, the coming out of the, the peak of these moments is always my favorite part. Just because you're very reflective, you're so full of gratitude for multiple reasons. You're happy to kind of be landing back on earth And, you know, you're kind of riding this, whatever you want to call it, endorphin, serotonin, dopamine roller coaster. So you feel good. You feel very positive. You feel that, you feel that some, a connection has been made. And in, in, at this time, 
that connection was made with people and really with ourselves. As intense as some of those, some of the moments in there were, because it was intense. So we finish the night, you know, we kind of collect ourselves. It's about 11.30 or so. We go grab something to eat. You know, we're kind of high on life, just feeling very uh, close because of the thing that we all just shared, you know, with each other. In general, and also because for some it was the first time. Um... The rest of that evening was great. Watched a movie. The next day was great. You know, we head back to our friend's house from from Colorado. You know, we finish up the vacation and we head home. And, you know, I know I'm kind of glossing over all of that. But like I said, it's kind of necessary because there's a lot of special moments in that that, you know, they're meant for me. I guess they don't really need to be addressed. Um... But when I say that every, every moment of that vacation felt significant, felt like it was trying to teach me something, with the perfect people there, it's, uh, you know, I, I've never said something more true than that. Which is, which is strange for me because, you know, I'm fucking, I'm stubborn, man. I don't, I don't see signs. I don't see when life takes on this role of almost like a, an entity trying to leave you breadcrumbs to lead you to somewhere different. I want to, I, I want to be that. I just, I don't see it. You know, I don't know if that's because I actively don't see it or I actively don't pursue that. But, you know, I it's not that I don't want to. I I consider myself very open. But there was something about this trip just felt that just too many things happening all consecutively. That was just feeding this story about this moment in my life and what it was trying to show me. And that was really, really unique to me. I'm happy I finally found that moment because it lets me know that it's real to me. It lets me know that, you know, your life doesn't have to just feel random or worse feel that everything is a misfortune, you know, that when you get on the other side of it and step through some of these moments, you can reflect and be like, wow, that's like, it's incredible how all of this somehow unfolded in the most perfect way. And now I have this thing to take with me that will make, I guess, me better, my life better, or that, or, or at the very least, it gives me uh, a tool to now work with. And I love that. And I think that's why this vacation was just so uh, memorable. Because I went into it with a, with a, a very 
different state of mind than I did coming out of it. And really the biggest thing that has come out of this, again, is my ability to kind of uh, navigate my fear. You know, when I think that I've done a good job, I wake up to the, to the reality that, wow, I, there's, there's a lot still there. There's a lot still holding me back. There's a lot of deep canyons I've dug out for myself that just, there's no way to kind of veer off of that, that path. It's a rude awakening, really. But it's incredible because since that, since that trip to Colorado, my mind has really embraced this idea of just kind of leaning into the uncomfortable a lot. You know, and I can get into certain things that can take up a whole podcast, I guess, in the future. But, you know, one of them is kind of like giving up a lot of these, I don't know what you'd call it, like giving up on vices, like, you know, smoking cannabis or even doing psychedelics or really even drinking. I don't, I've cut down on the drinking like so much. And it's not that I drank a lot, but I, I drank often. I'd say I drank like at least a, you know, couple of shots of whiskey on average every other day. So when I say on average, there's a lot of days where that's three days in a row. You know, I don't know whether that's just by you're in a habit and that's just kind of what you do to unwind or you're doing it because you're it's a small step in in sidestepping the thing you're trying to deal with that day. I'm sure it's all of those things for me. But I guess using some of these things more as a as a tool. You know, smoking that cannabis to such a high level that it you're white knuckling this experience really just for the sake of seeing how much inner work you can do. And that's it. That's kind of what I, how I assign these things now. When it's time to do work, I put myself in a very scary place. And man, the few times that I've done that lately, they've been terrifying and absolutely life-changing. So, you know, it's... I don't know if the vacation, the experience in there has set me up for the more mature intention with these things or if I just really don't enjoy them recreationally like I would just rather use them for that to just do some heavy digging and find a way to just enjoy myself a little more sober more often not that I don't enjoy a drink you know but I don't know. I think that having something to catapult you into a place that's kind of scary is a good place to work because I can't get myself into that fearful of a state sometimes without it. 
So if it's there, then I might as well use it and work myself out of an extreme situation so that when I'm sober, I can kind of integrate it easier because it's coming from a place that's been so much harder than my sober state. It's allowed me to do a lot more writing. I'm writing a lot more, trying to pinpoint and put into kind of word form some of these shifting gears in my mind that have to do with experiencing fear and how those emotions dissolve and leave a space where you get to choose what to put in that space now. And what that looks like and how, what that feels like. I feel that. I feel that. I feel a space where something distorted and negative used to be. And I only feel that space when I, when I, when I, when I lean into it, when I go after it, when I try to scare myself in being in its presence. You know? It's like this... It's like this thing of opening the closet and thinking you're going to see a monster and all of a sudden there's nothing there but space, right? In some way, you've just vanquished the demon by addressing it and surprising yourself that it was never actually there. It's kind of the best way I can describe it. And I really feel it. And it's not that everything's perfect now, but man, there's a few onion layers I've definitely peeled in the last few months, intentionally, in a very calculated way, where the genesis of that process was that vacation in facing a lot of things with other people who wanted to face their own things. And it really lets me know how important community is in trying to um, do work for yourself. You know, you can't obviously just do it all, all alone. Finding a community that kind of wants to embrace a little more of their courageous side to fucking getting rid of the, the control that some of these things in your mind has over you. And to do it together, it's like it's... You know, you really can't get a lot done because where somebody may fall, somebody is there to kind of pick you up and vice versa, you know, and that's the process in which how everyone gets to that same destination. But you're all fucking fumbling and tripping and falling along the way. If you're alone, you might not have gotten up. You might have turned around. You might have headed home. So, in the end, it was an incredible trip. No pun intended. Um, And I just am really enjoying uh, the continuous things that I'm kind of discovering. It's making my life more peaceful. 
and I, you know that's it's all I, it's all anybody wants right it's just a little more peace you're not going to avoid your pain and suffering you're not going to avoid death you're not going to avoid all of these things as you really shouldn't but in learning how to cope with it is kind of the goal here in appropriate ways and it just lets me know that there's still more work to do and more layers to peel and more fear to to face and and that everything's okay you know it's not as bad as we really are feeling in that moment when it's at its worst but it's tricky it's it, it's hard right you're in the dark and you step on something and you think it's one thing and you project all this shit and the moment you turn the light on, oh my God, it's just a leaf. I thought I just stepped on like an animal and killed it and gave it pain and suffering. And then I give myself suffering because of how bad I feel. All while it was none of that. You know, and that kind of light switch is the, is the process I'm working on for my perceptual self on these problems. So, it's nice to be back. It felt good to get this off my chest. Felt good to start this up again. So, I've got a bunch in the chamber. And um, I don't really exactly know what the schedule is for releasing these. But they're going to they're gonna come out when they come out. And that's it. But I appreciate everybody listening and kind of hanging out. And I appreciate people reaching out. And, you know, I'm sorry if you've kind of wanted some episodes and they just weren't there you know but we're here now and we're going to try to enjoy the process together so all right guys thanks